What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and hey, better late than never, right? So as you can tell by the title today, we're going to be talking about the NCAA tournament. And before you get on my case, I realize that the first two rounds are already over. Look, I got sick. What can I do? What can I tell you? I was like in bed for four straight days. I was in absolutely no shape to do any recording. So I really got behind the eight ball on this stuff. But at the same time... Let us not pretend that there will not be millions of players playing ESPN's second chance bracket for a chance to pick from the Sweet 16 that as it actually is, not your failed, broken, disgusting bracket like mine and most other people's right now, from the actual Sweet 16 as it is all the way through to the National Championship game. And hey, what a surprise. I just happened to have a group. So if you're like me and your bracket looks a little worse for wear right now, but you just know that you deserve that second chance. Everybody deserves a second chance unless you're Virginia and lost to a 16 seed. But everyone deserves a second chance and I'm going to give you that courtesy, of course, of ESPN. If you go to the link in the description of the YouTube video for this piece of content, this podcast, this mini podcast, if you will, mini cast of my predictions for the rest of the NCAA tournament from the Sweet 16 all the way through to the national championship game. If you go to the description, and I'll probably throw it on the iTunes and SoundCloud link as well, you go to the description, there's going to be a link there, and it's going to take you to the group in the ESPN second chance bracket. Now, you're going to have to have an ESPN account, which is not a difficult thing to get, but I know a lot of people already have them because we've done some fantasy football leagues through them before. So, if you've got an ESPN account, go to that link, do a second chance bracket, and see how your picks will go from here on out. Maybe your national champion is still alive. I know mine is, but maybe yours is as well. Are you going to stick with them? Are you going to switch the game up? Make sure you go to that link, go to the ESPN second chance bracket that I have set up, the group that I have set up. Let's see how your second chance bracket does against mine. So like I said, a lot of brackets right now are in shambles. Uh, right now as it sits, I am in dead last place in the NFL YouTube prognosticators March Madness uh, group. I am in dead last place on Yahoo, uh, 24th or 25th out of 24 or 25. I can't remember the exact numbers, but there's like a dozen people in front of me right now whose brackets are completely busted and mine is not because my national champion is still alive. So I'm still in okay shape, probably not going to win the thing, but at least I'm still in okay shape. But for a lot of people like, look, how many number one seeds are left in the field? One, two, there's two. There's Villanova and Kansas. So there's a lot of broken brackets out there. And this piece of content is for you. Let's talk about how the rest of this tournament is going to go. I got a pretty good feel on it now because we've got some tournament games under our belt. We've got what these teams did all throughout the season. But again, the tournament itself, March Madness itself, is its own kind of weird little beast where a 16 seed can beat a one and a 14 seed can beat a three and just all kinds of weird stuff and we have an 11 seed we have two 11 seeds in fact in the sweet 16 it's absolutely incredible so let's take a look at how my picks up to the sweet 16 
have looked. They're not great. But then let's go from the Sweet 16 all the way up to the national championship game. Let's do some second chance predictions. Here's how I see the rest of the tournament. First of all, I should lead off by saying this has been a really entertaining tournament. Like, look, a lot of people's brackets right now are garbage. And that's a good thing because if if a ton of people still had like perfect or semi-perfect brackets or whatever, it means the tournament has been predictable. And that's a problem because predictability is often not exciting. And this has been anything but a predictable tournament. For the first time in history, in the March Madness tournament, a 16 seed has beaten a one, at least on the men's side. I know, I believe it's happened in the women's tournament before, or if not the women's tournament, it's happened in NCAA women's basketball before, but it's never happened on the men's side, never in the March Madness tournament. 16 seeds are now one and 135. So congratulations to UMBC because that was tremendous. Then we had another number one seed fall, I believe it was last night. You had Xavier fall out of the tournament. So it's been a very unpredictable tournament, very exciting tournament. Let's take a look at the Sweet 16. In the South region, you've got Sweet 16 matchups of number nine, Kansas State. This is the team that's in the Virginia spot, taking on number five, Kentucky. And you've got number 11, Loyola of Chicago, a big time bracket buster here, taking on number seven, Nevada in the Cincinnati spot in the South region. Now, as far as my original bracket goes, I only got one of these four teams correct, but it was Loyola Chicago. They were a predicted bracket buster for me to get to the Sweet 16. That is the one team that I had correct. I had number one Virginia in the Kansas State spot. I had number four Arizona in the Kentucky spot. And I had number two Cincinnati in the Nevada spot. Now, of course, Virginia and Arizona didn't even win a game in the tournament. They were ousted in the first round. Cincinnati at least won their first round matchup against a 15 seed, but fell to Nevada in the round of 32. In the West region, you've got number nine, Florida State, FSU, sitting in the Xavier spot, taking on number four, Gonzaga. And you've got number three, Michigan, taking on number seven, Texas A&M. Boy, it was a good year to be a nine or a seven seed on this side of the bracket. Texas A&M sitting in the North Carolina spot after they beat UNC in the round of 32. Now, I also only had one of these four teams correct. That was number four, Gonzaga. I was extremely confident that they were going to go through to the Sweet 16, and they did. Uh, I had number one, Xavier, in the FSU spot, as most people, I'm sure, did. I actually had number six, Houston, in the Michigan spot, but uh, Michigan beat Houston in the round of 32. And I had, obviously, North Carolina in the Texas A&M spot. North Carolina losing that round of 32 matchup. So at the very least, all the teams that I picked to be here did win one game. I guess I can take solace in that. Now, the East region has been my most successful region in this tournament, which is interesting because when I did my bracket originally, I was like, wow, my East region is full of shenanigans. So we got number one Villanova taking on number five West Virginia. And we've got number three, Texas Tech, taking on number two, Purdue. This is almost a favorites-only bracket, except for the fact that West Virginia uh, is in the spot that would be occupied by Wichita State. 
I did have Wichita State getting to the Sweet 16. They, of course, lost in the round of 64. And I also had Stephen F. Austin in the Texas Tech spot. Stephen F. Austin didn't even get out of the blocks, did not win a game in this tournament, just like Wichita State. Wichita State was a big disappointment. I actually maybe had them stepping to Villanova, maybe not beating them, but that would have been an incredibly competitive game, but they didn't even get out of the blocks. So I was two for four in this region. I had Villanova making the Sweet 16, and I had Purdue making the Sweet 16. As I mentioned, I had Wichita State in the West Virginia spot, and I had Stephen F. Austin in the Texas Tech spot. And we go down to the Midwest region where I fall back down to only having one of the four teams correct. We've got number one, Kansas, taking on number five, the Clemson Tigers, and another bracket buster, the other 11 seed that made it to the Sweet 16, Syracuse. The Q's are there as an 11 seed, and they will be taking on number two, Duke, so the road certainly gets no easier for Syracuse. I actually did not have Kansas making it to the Sweet 16. I actually had NC State in the Kansas spot. I had NC State beating Kansas, but NC State didn't even get out of the blocks. They lost in the round of 64. I had uh, number five, New Mexico State, in the Clemson spot. And spoilers here for my original bracket. I had New Mexico State going to the Elite Eight originally. So, but they didn't uh, didn't even win a game. They lost in the round of 64, so that certainly did not work. And I had number three, Michigan State, in the Syracuse spot, uh, but Syracuse beat them in the round of 32, a big win for Syracuse. So Duke is actually the only team that I had picked correctly to make it into the Sweet 16 from the Midwest region, but those are your Sweet 16 matchups. Now how are they gonna go? I'll take this opportunity, of course, to remind you that not only is this uh, piece of content fueled by NerdTees, nerdtees.ca, use the promo code BWFINEST, save 15% at checkout, free shipping on any orders over $50 in Canada, sweet, sweet, sweet conversion on the American dollar for my American listeners, nerdtees.ca, promo code BWFINEST. Not only is it fueled by NerdTees, but a reminder, in the description to this piece of content down below on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, there's the link to join my ESPN second chance bracket. Take the Sweet 16 as it is, not how it looks on your red-filled bracket, and go from the Sweet 16 all the way up to the national championship game. Put your picks head-to-head -head against mine. Make sure you join the ESPN bracket. So, let's go back up to the South region. You got number nine, Kansas State, taking on number five, Kentucky. Now, these are two teams that actually their margin of victory, at least based on the margin of victory, has improved in the tournament than it has over the regular season. Kansas State's average margin of victory was five points in the regular season. It is now eight in the two games so far in the tournament. Same deal for Kentucky. Kentucky's average margin of victory was seven. In the tournament, it is now 12. Uh, I just, I, again, I didn't think Kansas State was going to get here. I actually didn't think Kansas State was going to get past, uh, who did they just beat? Was it Creighton? Maybe. Um, I, I didn't think Kansas State was going to be the team that was here. I've always thought Kentucky was kind of weak, but Kentucky, I think, has got a path here to keep moving on. I'm going to take Kentucky in that 5-9 matchup. Let's take Kentucky 
over Kansas State. And on the other South Region matchup, we've got number 11, Loyola Chicago, the bracket buster, taking on number 7, Nevada. Now, it's funny. I do three different brackets at the beginning of every tournament, and one such bracket that I do is what I like to call a sleeper, deep sleeper bracket, where I, I operate under certain rules. And when I did that bracket, I actually had number seven, Nevada, winning the whole tournament. They were my national champion in that particular bracket. And this is probably the matchup in the entirety of the Sweet 16 that I feel the least confident about. Because you've got Nevada, who for the second time in this tournament, will come into a game as at least the seeded favorite as 7 versus 11. They were a seeded favorite in the 7 versus 10 matchup. They were an underdog, obviously, against Cincinnati, but they played better against Cincinnati than they did in the 7-10 matchup. So is this a team that revels in being an underdog? Because if they are, they're not going to have that opportunity in this matchup. I think this is two teams that are actually incredibly similar. I actually think in their AP rankings, they're pretty close, isn't it? Like 24 and 27 or something like that. So they're both ranked teams. One obviously seated significantly higher than the other, a 7 versus 11. Honestly, for me, this is an absolute coin flip. Loyola Chicago obviously has been the better story here as a bracket buster. Boy, they haven't let me down. Um, I think I got to show a little bit of brand loyalty here. I'm going to go Loyola Chicago in the upset to make it to the Elite Eight. And who would have thought that at the beginning of the tournament? I knew, I pretty well knew that Loyola Chicago was going to win that original matchup. I had no idea. Like, I thought they were going to win the, the 6-11 matchup. I had no idea that they were going to just go further than go as as much as they've done and do as much as they've done in this tournament so far they were again they were a, a pipe dream pick and they're here and i think they got one more in them so i'm gonna go loyola chicago but remembering that that is a pretty wonky pick as far as that goes we'll go down to the west region now where again it's number nine fsu taking on number four gonzaga i don't even have to think about this now what i will say is at least in the tournament fsu has been more consistent in terms of margin of victory than gonzaga has from the regular season fsu's average margin of victory is eight points gonzaga's in the regular season was 17 just an incredible, just absolutely dominant. But in the tournament, FSU's margin of victory, average margin of victory in their two games is six points. Gonzaga's is only five. So Gonzaga has either really tightened up, like they're just not playing as loose, like regular season confident as they have been, or the offense has failed them because it hasn't really been the defense or the, like it's, it's one of those two things. So this is a closer matchup than maybe it should be. But I'm still going to ride Gonzaga here. I still have faith in the Zags, and I think the Zags are just going to continue the run that they're making right now. Big ups to FSU for knocking off Xavier, but I don't think lightning strikes twice. So let's take Gonzaga over FSU. The other matchup, of course, the three versus seven. You got Michigan. You got Texas A&M. I had to look at this one a little bit because I feel like 
Michigan's play has regressed just that little bit, and Texas A&M is really rising to the occasion in the tournament. They've been very impressive. I gave them virtually no chance against North Carolina, and they absolutely proved me wrong. That, I'm sure, busted a ton of people's brackets. My lean here is still Michigan, and that's the way that I'm going to go with it. I'm going to take the Wolverines to get past Texas A&M, but this could potentially be the game of the Sweet 16, along with Loyola Chicago, Nevada. I think those two games are going to be the closest games of the Sweet 16. So that's how we're going to go in the West. We got Gonzaga over FSU, and we'll take Michigan in a pretty tight game over Texas A&M. Let's move up to the East region now, and honestly, we're not going to spend a ton of time because I think the favorites are going to run here. We got uh, Villanova, West Virginia. I, big ups to West Virginia for, you know, getting this far. I don't think they're going to go any further. I don't think they've got anything for Villanova. Villanova, all through the regular season, was killing teams by 16 points. In the tournament, they're killing them by 24. So if anything, the number one seed in the East region has gotten even better. They're, they're playing even better. They're unquestionably right now the best team in this tournament so i don't think west virginia can step to them at all let's take villanova to beat west virginia and then in the 2-3 matchup purdue and texas tech again purdue has been incredibly consistent from the regular season into the tournament average margins of victory 15 points in the regular season 14 points in the tournament so they've stayed consistent texas tech has dropped off just the littlest bit you know, gripping their sticks to use some hockey vernacular or some other vernacular. I just, I really like Purdue here. I love the consistency of the Boilermakers. So let's take Purdue over Texas Tech to go to the Elite Eight. And we'll take Villanova in what should be a walk, I would think, over West Virginia. But it's worth pointing out, West Virginia is beating teams by an average of, let's see, what is it, 20 points? Pretty close to that. So, I mean, West Virginia is more than capable of a game like this. I just don't think they're going to step to them. By the way, worth pointing out that on my original bracket, Villanova-Purdue as the Elite Eight matchup in the East region is what I predicted prior to the start of the tournament. And then we drop down to the Midwest region, the final of our four regions, where once again, we've got the number one seed, Kansas, taking on number five, Clemson, and we've got number 11, Syracuse, taking on number two, Duke. Now you got that 1-5 matchup of Kansas and Clemson. As you'll recall, I didn't even have Kansas making it this far. Now, I also didn't have Clemson making it this far. I had Clemson, in fact, losing the 5-12 game to New Mexico State. That did not happen. Actually, Clemson has stepped up, and Clemson's been killing teams in this tournament by an average margin of victory of 21 points. So Clemson has really risen to the occasion, pressing a team like Villanova for the title of best team in the tournament right now. And Clemson is playing that well. I honestly think Clemson beats Kansas. Uh, they are very comparable teams as far as I'm concerned, certainly in terms of their output. Very comparable teams, and I just think Clemson right now is the stronger of the two teams. Of the four number one seeds, I've always felt that Kansas was the weakest of the four. I'm going to go Clemson here. It's an upset, but I like the Clemson Tigers as the number five seed to move on to the Elite Eight and to beat Kansas. 
And then we've got that 2 versus 11 matchup of Duke and Syracuse. Syracuse, worth pointing out, is, I believe, Gio knows, Gio DeFranco. I believe that's his national champion. Gio can correct me if I'm wrong on that. And Syracuse has been very consistent in the tournament versus the regular season. The margin of victory in the regular season was only three points. And you think about that, that's an average margin of victory of one possession. So Clemson, or sorry, Clemson, Syracuse has been playing heart attack basketball all season long. And I know a lot of people looked at Syracuse like they don't deserve to be in the tournament. Well, two tournament victories tell me that Syracuse does deserve to be here. I just don't think they're going to step to Duke. Duke with an average margin of victory of 15 points in the regular season, 23 points in the tournament. So Duke is playing some great basketball right now. And I just don't think Syracuse has that one more survived heart attack in them. So let's go with Duke as the number two seed to go to the Elite Eight. Worth pointing out, of course, that on my original bracket, I did have Duke making it this far going to the Elite Eight. So that would set us up with a South Region championship, I guess if you want to call it that, matchup of number five Kentucky versus number 11 Loyola Chicago. You've got a West Region championship of number four Gonzaga versus number three Michigan. That's going to be a great basketball game. You've got an East Region championship of number one Villanova and number two Purdue. Again, that's going to be an excellent matchup and one that I predicted pre-tournament. And in the Midwest region, you've got a championship matchup of number five Clemson taking on number two Duke. So let's keep it going here. South region, Kentucky, Loyola, Chicago. And this is where the Cinderella story unfortunately comes to an end. Uh, This is Kentucky's path to make it to the final four. Uh, Probably an unlikely final four for Kentucky. I think if you would have asked people at the beginning of the tournament, uh, everyone except Kentucky fans would have said Kentucky's not going to make it to the Final Four. But this is their this is their path, and Loyola Chicago, an incredible tournament that should be such a boon to their program moving forward. Players are going to want to come to Loyola Chicago. They're going to want to play for this team. I think this could be like a Gonzaga situation where they put up a, a Cinderella run or two in the NCAA tournament, and then all of a sudden players desperately want to play there. So I hope that's the case for Loyola Chicago. But I've got Kentucky beating Loyola Chicago to become the South Region champions and go to the Final Four. Down in the West Region, once again, number four, Gonzaga, number three, Michigan. No thought, no real consideration given to this as I've got Gonzaga moving on. Gonzaga's just top to bottom on paper. They're the better basketball team. Michigan is not playing well enough in the tournament, I wouldn't say, to make me think that even though they're a slightly higher seed, I don't think they're playing well enough to make me think, yeah, they're going to beat Gonzaga. I'm heavy on Gonzaga in this matchup. I'm going to take the Zags over Michigan and send Gonzaga to the Final Four as the champion of the West region. We'll go back up to the East, that predicted matchup, my predicted matchup, of one versus two, Villanova versus Purdue. And in my original bracket, I've got Villanova moving on, and nothing has happened in this tournament to make me think differently. So let's take Villanova over Purdue. Villanova is my East region champion going on to the Final Four. Excellent tournament for Purdue. Very consistent tournament from the Boilermakers, but... We're going to take Villanova to go to the Final Four. 
and the 2-5 matchup for the Midwest Region Championship, Duke taking on Clemson. Big ups to Clemson for playing incredible basketball once they got into the tournament. Really great run for them to get to the Elite Eight, but they will not go to the Final Four. Duke will go to the Final Four. Duke has stepped their game up, taken it to the next level, and this is the matchup on this side that I think everyone wants to see. Villanova taking on Duke. That's the way I'm going to go. Duke beats Clemson, wins the Midwest region to go to the Final Four to take on Villanova, which was my predicted matchup of East versus Midwest. It was my predicted matchup at the beginning of the tournament, before the tournament even started. This is what I picked for this side of the bracket, and that's how it's going to wind up. All right, kids, we're into the final four here. We've got South, number five, Kentucky. We've got West, number four, Gonzaga. We've got East, number one, Villanova. And Midwest, number two, Duke. Those are your final four teams. And three of those final four teams are the ones that I predicted at the beginning of the tournament. So Kentucky's going to take on Gonzaga. Villanova is going to take on Duke, as I predicted. But who is going to win? Kentucky has been very consistent in this tournament. They've stepped their game up by about an extra possession a game in terms of margin of victory. They've played a good tournament. Gonzaga, as we mentioned, they've kind of regressed. They've tightened up. The offense not quite playing the way I would have expected Gonzaga's offense to play. The defense could play a little bit better as well. Kentucky going in one direction, Gonzaga technically, I guess, going in the opposite direction. But if Gonzaga is going to make it this far, then damn it, I'm going to take him to the championship game. This is going to be an excellent basketball game, Gonzaga and Kentucky. I expect this full well to be a one possession game and come right down to the buzzer. But I've got Gonzaga beating Kentucky to go to the national championship game. It's what I predicted at the beginning of the tournament. There's no reason for me to look back now. If Gonzaga's going to make it this far, damn it, I'm going to ride them. Ride or die with Gonzaga. They are going to go to the national championship game. And on the other side, East versus Midwest, Villanova versus Duke, one versus a two seed, as I predicted. And again, no reason to drop off from my prediction now. Villanova has given me no reason to believe that they are not destined to go to the national championship game. Duke is going to put up a hell of a fight in this basketball game. This is going to be a one possession game as well. We're going to have two incredible final four matchups. Let's take Villanova. Villanova will beat Duke in the final four. Villanova, Gonzaga is your national championship game. And by a final score of 83 to 79, your 2018 NCAA Division I men's basketball champions cutting down the net after winning a title will be Villanova. Villanova-Gonzaga is like a dream championship game for me. It's two teams that I really, really like. Uh, divided loyalties for sure. And just one of those games that I just want to sit back and watch and be like, damn, I love college basketball because look at this beautiful goddamn game. So that's what we're going to go. Villanova 83-79 over Gonzaga in the national championship game. And as I predicted, as I said at the beginning of the tournament, the Villanova Wildcats will be your 2018 national champion. 
All right, folks, that's going to do it for my better late than never coverage of the 2018 NCAA Men's Division I Basketball Tournament March Madness, if you will. I've got Villanova cutting down the nets, winning the national championship. Who is your national champion? Is your national champion still alive? If not, or even if they are, make sure you join the ESPN Second Chance Bracket. Link and information is in the description below. Put your picks from the Sweet 16 forward right up head-to-head against mine. See who's got the best feel for how the tournament has gone so far. I like the picks. I like Villanova to win the title. What do you folks think? Let me know in the comments below. That's it for me. Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube. Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. I hope you've enjoyed the tournament thus far. It's only going to get more exciting from here.